Are your wiper blades chattering, skipping, or squeaking? Don't let streaks or smearing on your windshield compromise your visibility. When it's time to replace your wiper blades, stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts and see our selection. Our professional parts people will even install your new wiper blades while you wait. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. The best athletes don't just play the game, they change it. When it comes to investing, GameBridge is doing the same. Their online platform does things differently because it's designed to put you in charge of growing your own savings. It's intuitive, it's easy, and best of all, it's on your terms. No wonder GameBridge has earned the trust of 40% repeat customers. It's a better way to invest because it's investing your way. Get started today with as little as $1,000 at GameBridge.io. Apple Card is the perfect cashback rewards credit card. You earn up to 3% daily cash on every purchase every day. That's 3% on your favorite products at Apple, 2% on all other Apple Card with Apple Pay purchases, and 1% on anything you buy with your titanium Apple Card or virtual card number. Visit apple.co slash card calculator to see how much you can earn. Apple Card issued by Goldman Sachs Bank USA, Salt Lake City branch. Subject to credit approval. Terms apply. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. Winter is coming. Heavy rain, sleet, snow, and ice. Are your tires up for the challenge? In the season's worst conditions, winter tires are a game changer. They elevate traction, control, and confidence. They sell only the best, like the full line of hand-cooked tires. Go to TireRack.com sports. Tell them what you drive. Your tires will ship fast and free to your one of over 10,000 recommended installers. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. This is the best of Outkick the Coverage with Clay Travis on Fox Sports Radio. And I'm not sure that when you look back on it, that Georgia is going to be anything other than more sick over the next nine months as more and more time passes. Now look, Georgia's got the number one recruiting class in the nation. They have got a good, true freshman quarterback who is returning. I'm just pointing out that it's so hard to get to the title game. There are many teams who get there and never return. I think Georgia will be one that returns. I think what Kirby Smart did with this team was incredible. And again, Georgia had this game to win. If I'm a Bama fan, I'm like, my God, we stole one here. We got away with nearly uh, getting blown out early in the third quarter and getting put away. We had everything that Nick Saban did worked wonders in the second half after an atrocious first half, as bad offensively as Alabama has been all year long, and maybe in the entire Saban era, this game was exactly what I anticipated. Why did I tell you? Take Georgia plus four. I said ultimately it's going to come down to quarterback play, and I have zero faith in Jalen Hurts when it comes to converting on third down based on everything I've seen from him in big games throughout the entirety of his tenure at Alabama. And on the other side, I felt like Jake Fromm was going to make big plays, and he did. And he had a couple of tough interceptions, tip ball interceptions, one on the first drive, which was basically the equivalent of a punt, and one when they were up 20-7 to that would have otherwise potentially started to ice this game. And I just, I I, I think you got to give credit to Nick Saban because it's rare for a guy to be willing to bench a quarterback who at that time, what was uh, Jalen Hurts' record, like 27-2? and I mean, an absolutely insane record, right? Last year he was 14-1. and 1. 
I believe, as a starter. Maybe he didn't start the first couple of games. I can't even remember exactly now. Seems like so long ago. And obviously this year he was 12-1. and uh, And so at this point in time, you're talking about a guy who's 26-2, and I think if I'm not mistaken, uh, in, in Jalen Hurts. And to have the, the, the wherewithal, the gumption, and the testicular fortitude, for lack of a better phrase, to make the decision to bench Jalen Hurts and bring in Tua. And frankly, I don't know that Jalen Hurts ever starts another game at Alabama. Uh, it's funny, when we were watching this game, we're standing in overtime, and the Alabama, the ball boys, the guys who are carrying the spare balls for Alabama, were at the, I think, 10-yard line in overtime, literally on the front row, looking out uh, on the uh, field there. And the ball boys from Alabama come running down and kneel down directly in front of us. And they see me, and they turn around, and they're like, oh, they're big outkick fans. Uh, and they're like, hey, what's up, man? How you doing? Uh, how about this game? You know, we're talking back and forth. And then they say, what about the flying Hawaiian? And I said, man, he's been really, really good in the second half. And I said, man, he's been fantastic. And I said, is he like this in practice all the time? And they're like, yeah, he's incredible in practice. So everybody out there who's been wondering how has Jalen Hurts maintained his hold on this starting job, I think Nick Saban's just been loyal to him because he hasn't been bad enough to lose. And then in this situation, Saban knew how difficult it is to get to championship games for pretty much everybody but him because he's now 6-1 and one in these national title games, 16-3, and three, like I said, overall in national title games, SEC games, and uh, also, obviously, in, uh, in the college football playoff as well. Be sure to catch live editions of Outkick the Coverage with Clay Travis weeknights at 11 p.m. Eastern, 8 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. I wonder on some level whether there's any part of Nick Saban's mind that thinks now is the perfect time to retire. I mean, I understand that he wants to coach until the last possible moment, but he's got his sixth national championship. I think if he looks around, he has to recognize that in the SEC, things are going to get more difficult for him. I think you got probably got multiple years of this Georgia-Alabama rivalry set up where the best team in the East, which I think is going to be Georgia, and the best team in the West, which probably will be Alabama, are going to be going head-to-head. But now at Texas A&M, you got Jimbo Fisher. You've got Auburn, even though you may not think Gus Malzahn is much of a rival, they're probably going to return Jarrett Stidham. You've got certainly the talent level at Georgia such that at times – At times, I think in the next couple of years, Georgia may well have more talent on the field than Alabama if you look at how Kirby Smart's recruiting. And you just won an improbable game that, frankly, you had no business winning. I think if Nick Saban were honest with us and he was on the show this morning, he would acknowledge and say, you know what, I had absolutely no business winning that football game. We should have lost it. We had a lot of things go our way down the stretch to come back late from a 20-7 to deficit um, and uh, the fourth down touchdown pass, I'm not even sure that Tua was intending to throw it uh, where he threw it and who he threw it to. I think he knew he just needed to get it into the end zone, and he kind of had a vague recollection or vague realization of where he was throwing the football. I think it, it does feel a little bit unfair for Alabama, which has won so many games, to get so many breaks down the stretch to win the game that, frankly, I don't think they deserve to win. Um, I think that Georgia and Kirby Smart outcoached Nick Saban. I think they outprepared him. And I think Nick Saban was left just kind of saying, you know, it's like when you have a bad hand in poker and you're like, man, I'm going to have to throw these three cards down. Maybe I'll get lucky on the river. And to his credit, they had Tua to go to. 
but the fact that he would come in and throw three touchdown passes in the second half in overtime was, I think, far and above beyond what Nick Saban could have reasonably expected. Be sure to catch live editions of Outkick the Coverage with Clay Travis weekdays at 6 a.m. Eastern, 3 a.m. Pacific. Nick Saban and Kirby Smart, you know, the whole master versus pupil, the pupil outcoached the master. But Saban had enough talent on the bench that when he recognized that Kirby Smart, who had been coaching against him for, uh, you know, he knew that offense. He knew all about Jalen Hurts. He knew that team well. He had been inside that building. He knew what Jalen Hurts could and could not do. They stifled Jalen Hurts and forced Nick Saban to change everything on the fly. And to Nick Saban's credit, if they don't go with Tua, this game doesn't even end up remotely close. I think Georgia would have won by double digits. And I don't think that Alabama would have gotten anywhere near 20 points in regulation. I think it probably would have ended up something like Georgia 24, Alabama 7 or 10, something along those lines if Tua doesn't come in and lead the Crimson Tide to victory. And now I don't even think that Tua's ever going to give this job up. And you look around and you say, man, we had two, two, two true freshman quarterbacks dueling down the stretch Tua looks like a stud, by the way, from the same high school as Marcus Mariota. And if you had watched Alabama play, I remember watching in the spring game. When he came in in the spring game back in April, I said, my God, you can go back and look at my tweets. I said, my God, this guy Tua looks like the real deal. And he's come in and kind of sprinkled that performance throughout the rest of the season. To Saban's credit, Alabama's put away a lot of different teams and had an opportunity to bring him in and get him some reps. And... All that being said, you can never assume that a true freshman is going to come in in the second half and play like he did with all of the pressure on him. Maybe it was better that he didn't even know he was necessarily going to come in. He didn't have a lot of time to sit around and worry about it. They just said you know, to him at the halftime, get your helmet, you're going in. And by the way, I think Jalen Hurts did a good job handling being benched. I thought he talked to the media well. I thought he handled an incredibly awkward situation. But when I watch now, I, I think Jalen Hurts got a transfer. I mean, it's early, but why? if you're Jalen Hurts and you lose this starting job, and I think there's a good chance that he has, and you lose the starting job to a true freshman and you're a true sophomore, don't you have to find somewhere else to go? Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com and within the iHeartRadio app. I think the playoff selection committee should be doing absolute laps uh, of, uh, of, of praise all morning long because Alabama was, I think, certainly deserving of being in the national title picture and certainly deserving of being in the college football playoff. And everybody out there who was saying, oh, it's going to be an all-SEC game, it's going to be boring, I have no interest in watching this, a lot of people were telling me that on Twitter. Yesterday, when I was talking about this game, they were saying, enjoy your game. It's stupid to have two SEC teams playing. I'm not going to watch. Well, that's a weird decision. If you're so upset that there were two SEC teams playing that you decided not to watch, good for you. Congratulations on being a loser. And I hope you had an incredible Monday night doing absolutely nothing that was very fun while you watched one of the best college football games of the year take place and certainly a game end in an iconic fashion with Nick Saban exulting on the sideline, running off with his arms raised above his head, it was, I thought, an incredibly memorable and an incredibly exciting way to finish the college football season. 
I don't understand, like, if you were out there and you said, oh, and I got a lot of these guys on Twitter, and I'm not sure, you know, whether they actually will translate into the ratings, but they said to me on Twitter, oh, I'm not going to watch because there's two SEC teams playing. Well, now that this game was basically a classic, it's Monday night. What are you watching instead? You know, like, if you're a, if you're a sports fan, okay, uh, and I understand, again, in the NFL arena, if you feel like you're voting by not watching, were there people who felt like, that it was an illegitimate game? I mean, I don't even understand that argument. I, I think if you watch the way Alabama played against Clemson, who was the number one team in the country and the domination that we saw there, and then you watch the way that Georgia played against Oklahoma and then also the way that Georgia played against Alabama, I don't understand how you could say anything else other than the committee got it right. They got the four best teams in the game. And so I understand a little bit why people would not watch the NFL because they're like, hey, the NFL is spitting in my face. They're not respecting me. I'm going to walk away from the uh, the game. But here, college football is trying to give you the best possible matchups. And in fact, we got an overtime national title game, which was extraordinary down the stretch. The whole fourth quarter, lots of tension. Certainly, Alabama was not very good offensively, but the game continued to build towards a crescendo, which I would say basically peaked when Alabama missed what should have been a chip shot field goal to win the national championship. And then the swings of emotion in college football overtime, which I think is the best overtime in all of sports. I just I don't understand why you didn't watch if you didn't. Be sure to catch live editions of Outkick the Coverage with Clay Travis weeknights at 11 p.m. Eastern, 8 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Incredible win for Nick Saban. Like I said, he moves to 16 and three overall, six and one in national title games, seven and one in SEC title games, three and one in the college football playoff. 16 and three. No one has ever dominated any sport in the big games better than Nick Saban has at Alabama. Tua Tonga-Vailoa becomes a superstar, a legend coming off the bench. If you're a Georgia fan, man, Georgia, you managed to lose a game that you should have won. I don't know whether you'll get back into this position anytime soon. I know as good as Kirby Smart is doing. I know as good as he is recruiting. It is just so hard when you think about the health of your team, when you think about winning close games, when you think about everybody out there trying to win a championship. Unless you're Alabama, it's really hard to get into this title game. So we will see what ends up transpiring as we move closer and closer towards uh, the, uh, the question of, how many more years does Nick Saban have? I mean, I think it's a fair question to say, is it possible that Nick Saban could retire? Is it possible that Nick Saban could look at the NFL having won five titles in nine years? Does Nick Saban look around and say, hey, Kirby Smart's kind of got my number. Maybe he's going to build an even more impressive team in Georgia than Nick Saban has at Alabama. I don't know, frankly, what's going to happen. I do know this. Nick Saban is the most dominant coach in the history of college football, and he may be the greatest big-game coach in the history of American sports, he's up there when you look at what he has managed in the games that matter the most. Oh, 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 you need parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Auto Parts. 
Hey, it's Jonas Knox. The best athletes don't just play the game, they change it. When it comes to investing, GameBridge is doing the same. Their online platform does things differently because it's designed to put you in charge of growing your own savings. It's intuitive, it's easy, and best of all, it's on your terms. No wonder GameBridge has earned the trust of 40% repeat customers. It's a better way to invest because it's investing your way. Get started today with as little as $1,000 at GameBridge.io. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. Martha Stewart, the original influencer. When I think about anything, I think about the way that she did it first. The media mogul. The six years ahead, she saw what was coming. The prisoner, the rise, the fall, and the reinvention of an American icon. Once Martha paved the road, everybody else pretty much copied her. A CNN original series, The Many Lives of Martha Stewart, now streaming on Max. 